Set of downs from the 41 of Cincinnati. Playfit, Trubisky, floats it outside. Zach Gentry, big Zach Gentry, breaks free inside the 10. It's now time for our weekly conversation with Eldorado Eagle, Michigan Wolverine, and NFL tight end Zach Gentry on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Presented by the Sports Bar at Sandia Resort and Casino. Close to home, far from ordinary. Now, here's Zach Gentry. I got everything I need. Homegrown. Welcome back to Team Talk. Thank you so, so much for listening. We're here live at the Sandia Sports Bar every Monday night. Team Talk is with you till 6.30 tonight. And then we got the pregame show. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans are at Denver to face the Nuggets, and we are a Nuggets affiliate uh, this year. Looking forward to a bunch of Nuggets games. They are the world champions, let's just face it. Uh, but we also love talking to Zach Gentry, and he's joining us now uh, live from Cincinnati. And uh, Zach, I know you were on the sidelines last night for uh, that big victory over the uh, Bills, and it was, again, uh, just stacking wins. You've you were faced with the schedule that everybody talked about. Oh, they got to ha- face the, the 49ers, and then they got to face the Bills, and so on and so forth. Well, like the kids say, two green check marks on that, huh, Zach? Yeah, yeah thankfully able to uh, get by these teams in a, in a uh, pretty good fashion, too. You know, played some, some pretty good games, um, you know, from, from all three phases these last two weeks. So happy to put a bow around these, these last two games the way we have in uh, in the kind of fashion that we did and then you know like you said on on to the next portion of the schedule and, and coming up we have a houston team coming into town that um looked really really good playing against the buccaneers yesterday and a, a rookie quarterback that set some records so um you know it doesn't get any easier from here that's for sure well, you know, let's talk about C.J. Stroud a little bit more. I mean, uh, you know, you followed college football well before you went and played at Michigan. Of course, playing at Michigan, you're facing Ohio State. And it's just uh, bizarre how few quarterbacks from a program that has been so successful there has been been in the NFL I mean you know you, it's a reach uh, here and there you know, almost got to go back to uh, t- Mike Tomzak uh, to be honest uh, CJ Stroud it's almost like yeah, what he's doing in the pros is way more impressive than uh, what I ever saw at Ohio State talk to me Zach yeah I mean certainly we were going to get to see you know some more film and, and things like that and there's still a lot of season to be played but um, I mean, geez, having the, the game that he just had in the NFL is, is, is pretty rare. I mean, not just for rookies, but any quarterbacks. I mean, close to 500 yards and five touchdowns is, is pretty absurd, um, no matter who you're playing. And, um, of course, you know, he's, he's a rookie quarterback, so there were some growing pains earlier in the season, and there will be, you know, throughout the rest of the year. But, um, I mean, being able to flash ability like that uh, is, is pretty rare, so... If he can bottle that up and, and harness that for the rest of the year and, and moving forward, you know, take the good, the good from that game and, and keep applying it, then he, he could be pretty special. No doubt about it. All right, hey, talk to me about Paycor Stadium last night. I've always been a welcome to the jungle guy anyway. I told you I'm a, a Bengals fan from a long, long time ago. Paycor turned 
out last night. You had the different sections in orange and black. So if anybody uh, wonders about the passion for Bengal football in that part of the state of Ohio, my goodness, Zach. Yeah, it was, it was a great turnout, and I think that was the first time they've ever striped a stadium, so that was pretty neat, you know, having certain sections orange and certain sections black. But, um, I mean, it was just an electric atmosphere for sure. The crowd was super loud, super into it. There weren't very many Bills fans, so a lot of the, the Bengals people, you know, snatched those tickets up. And it always kind of amazes me, too. You know, we uh, you, you play in all these different games in the NFL, the 1 o'clock slot or, the you know, the 4.30 or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And they're all big games, but when you're the primetime game, you know, the, the home team always does it up super big. You know, you got the light show and the fireworks, and you kind of just feel that extra electricity. Those primetime games, you know, you feel like you have three or four more cameras on the field. So um, it was good to have a good turnout, you know, for, for such a big game. I know these, these fans are real passionate about it, but um, those primetime games definitely feel a little different, a little more special. Yeah, and I, I mean, I know it was an NFL game, and, you know, I know uh, there's different teams in the NFL that do their fair share of tailgating. I mean, uh, with it being a Sunday night game uh, on your stroll through, I know you probably went and got a, a light lift in, and, and, you know, we're in all the meetings and everything, but uh, there there had to have been some phenomenal tailgating going on as you walked into the uh, the stadium here, Zach. Yeah, undoubtedly. There was a lot of, a lot of tailgating. I think people were lined up. Um, you know, late late morning to go ahead and, and get get their tailgating going. So, um, which is probably why they were so loud at about eight twenty <laughs> kickoff, because um, they had uh, plenty uh, plenty of juices flowing to get the voices activated. That's right. All right. Well, uh, what were uh, what was Zach Taylor's uh, juices flowing? You spent a ton of time with Mike Tomlin, and got to see his style, and uh, Zach Taylor. Now uh, back to the you know film today. Uh, did you guys have film today with the late night game, or did that get changed around? I don't want. Did you guys meet today and, and go over film? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we got a lift in, and then we uh, we uh, we analyzed all the game tape. And what were some of the the things that uh, that jumped out at him? I mean, you got a lot of people listening that are that watched the game last night. Love to to hear what Coach Zach Taylor's observations were, uh, generally speaking, uh, good, bad, and maybe some ugly. Yeah, I mean, so at the end at the end of the film session, you know, we always have a, a, a relatively quick team team meeting where uh, you know Coach Taylor leads the thing, and you know he just put a big emphasis on the fact that that was uh, just. A complimentary football at its finest, you know, and when you're playing complimentary football, then all three phases are, you know, helping each other out. You know, our, he put a big emphasis on, you know, our punter, Brad Robbins, who actually went to Michigan with for a couple of years. Um, he had like three or four punts inside the 10 yard line. I think their average starting field position was like the 18 and ours was the 27 or something like that. And so it's really a battle of field position when, when your special teams are putting them in, you know, in, in sticky situations. And then, you know, our defense getting multiple turnovers, in our offense, scoring on those, you know, off of those turnovers, you know, really just all three phases complementing each other. So, you know, he was giving a lot of kudos to that. And, um, you know, you, you play a pretty complete game when all three are, are firing on all cylinders like that. Yeah, no doubt about it. We're talking to Zach Gentry, uh, tight end for the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm Joe O'Neill, Scott Galetti alongside out here at the Sandia Sports Bar. 50 TVs to watch Monday Night Football tonight. All right, I'm going to let Sam and Scott get in here in just a second, talk some more NFL stuff, I'm sure. Uh, but I wanted to ask you about uh, your memories of playing high school football. The playoffs are here, okay? Last week was uh, the round to get to the quarters, uh, but we have got 
got the Sandia Rio Rancho matchup. Uh, you have called high school football games on our radio station during the COVID year when everything was was pushed to June. We had you as part of our crew. I know you still follow it, and I know you still have memories. But the game we're carrying on Friday night, this Rio Rancho Sandia game, is being played at Old Milne Stadium. All right, Zach, built oh, in 1937. 1937, okay? Uh, and Coach um, Coach uh, Williams was talking about how they've you know renovated at one point. I guess some of the the standards for the lights were somewhere on the field, and they pushed those back. And Scott commented how the lights are, are really good. But he also talked, as uh, Coach Williams talked about how you you remember getting off the field on that west side, and the locker rooms were down like three steps, right, right off the field, and, and they, you didn't have much room, especially at a, a guy at six foot seven or whatever you were in high school. Talk about your your memories of Milne Stadium, Zach. Yeah, I mean Milne Stadium. What a, that's a a great environment for uh, for uh, Albuquerque school, you know, clash in the playoffs. That'll be really interesting. It's um, you know played at played at Milne uh, significantly less than Wilson, obviously. Uh, right. You know, El Dorado, the home home stadium, but um, yeah, I mean, such an old an old cool stadium to play at. Um, you know, it's um, it'll be exciting. You know, you got you got a team from the west side. Um, you know, coming taking the the travel over, so should be a good game. I mean, it sounds like Sandia was surging you know, towards the end of the year. And, you know, Rio Rancho's always got the numbers. They're really solid. So it should be a good game for you guys to cover for sure. But Milne Stadium's a great, great uh, location for that matchup. No doubt about it. And like, and like you, like I said, all you got to say is 1937. My goodness. I mean, you know, were, were people driving cars regularly back in 1937 <laughs> when they were teeing it up there at Milne Stadium? Were they wearing, like, the wet leather helmets and all that kind of stuff? Thank you. Thank you for the piano there, uh, Sam. That really does set the scene. But, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that on a Friday night for sure. Go, go ahead, Sam. I want to bring you in. I know you like to talk X's and O's with uh, uh, Zach. Yeah, well, I mean, let's go back to last night, Zach. One of the things that's always made this Bengal team so dangerous has been just all the different weapons that's that's there on offense. And you finally get, really, the biggest games of the season for both T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. We've been waiting for this three-headed monster with the two of them and, of course, led by Jamar Chase. But, but you see these guys every day. What have you been seeing that's kind of been building where we finally start to see how dangerous uh, T. Higgins and, and Tyler Boyd can both be on this offense? Yeah, I think it's just one of those things where it's a matter of time for them, right, for them to break out. I think they've been consistently making catches um, in the previous games. You know, haven't really had that huge breakout game. Um, so you knew it was kind of on the cusp. But those guys are so consistent during the week, too. You know, they practice every day. They're really reliable. But, um, I mean, Ty- uh, Tyler Boyd is just super, super smooth in and out of his breaks. He's a veteran guy. He knows how to transition his routes, knows how to play leverages. And, and T. Higgins really is maybe the most fluid athlete I've ever seen for how big he is. You know, he's 6'5", um, easily 6'5", you know, slight build, but, I mean, just takes gigantic strides. He only needs, like, a step or two to to come to a complete stop when he's running full speed in and out of breaks. So, I knew it was a matter of time for those guys. I mean, great, great pass catchers, too. And so, you know, when a team like Buffalo is kind of keying on Jamar a little bit more, maybe, then you know, it really opens up them and gives them a few mismatches and, you know, Joe was able to take advantage of that, and it you know ended up being a great thing for the Bengals last night. And is that even starting to open up even more for Mixon as well? Is that just going to create kind of building upon itself with the with the offense there, Zach? 
Yeah, I mean, I would imagine so. You know, it, it certainly is. Uh, you know, what, what the trend should should be. You know, I think that if uh, if teams are gonna, you know, see how capable you know those, like you said, the three headed monster is running down the field, they're gonna have to drop. You know, maybe two two deep safeties. And when there's two deep safeties, a uh, open shell, middle of the field open. That means it should technically be a lot easier to run the ball because you got one less safety in the box. So. Um, that would seemingly be the answer for, for shutting down our wideout group. And so if, if that's the answer the defenses are going to go to, then we should be able to pound the ball a little bit with Mixon. Bengals tight end Zach Gentry with us here on Team Talk ESPN Radio 101.7. The team, certainly part of the element of last night's game was Buffalo's dealing with some injuries and starting to pile up more, especially out in that secondary. But I mean, still a lot of great athletes on that team. Obviously, anytime Von Miller's staring at you, you know you're going to have to uh, have all your X's and O's together. But what was the the plan as far as how you guys were going to try to exploit what uh, exploit Buffalo's defense, even with all the talent that they have at all three levels? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a good point. They are pretty pretty uh, injury plagued right now it's in the secondary. And you know, uh, Milano, their linebacker, has been out, and he's somebody who I know that uh, most guys who've been around the NFL for a significant amount of time have a lot of respect for his game. He's just very tough and. Um, very good in the run game, but it was just making sure that you know defensive tackle Ed Oliver and, and and Von Miller didn't have breakout games, which you know means bringing putting an extra guy in protection or chipping and bumping on the way out every time, making it you know kind of annoying for him to get to the quarterback. So it really starts with that. I mean, once you can uh, solidify the fact that you can protect the quarterback in the pocket for a little bit against a team like that, then beyond that, it just becomes you know mismatches and in in schematic, you know. Uh, trying to take advantage of, of what they're doing in the secondary, but it really starts with with keeping keeping their monsters at bay up front on, up front on defense. Even beyond just the four game win streak that you guys are on now, even just looking at the last two weeks, certainly getting San Francisco maybe at the right time, even more so than even you know three four weeks ago, but still knowing the high level that they play at, going into Buffalo the week after that, the game was at home, but just going into a game against Buffalo the week after that, fans on the on the outside are going to look at that and. Go whoa! You know that's a, a daunting uphill task here for Cincinnati to have that in back-to-back games. But for you guys coming off the win in San Francisco, was there a high level that you guys were able to just keep through the week, knowing that you had to have that with Buffalo coming into town? Yeah, I mean, we, we definitely saw what you know what worked for us against San Francisco, and uh, you know it's it's nice when you're able to kind of put it out on the field and see what's working real time against a really good team like that on a road environment, and you know you kind of know the recipe for how to get it done. Uh, especially at home, you know, when you can use the crowd noise to your advantage, uh, play snaps, to, you know, play calls to your advantage, you know, things like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it, it's kind of just about riding riding that wave, you know, like we said before, and just you know, knowing and trusting that you, you've done it before in, in big big time situations, big time arenas, and and you'll continue to do it. Bengals tight end Zach Gentry joins us every Monday here on Team Talk on behalf of the Sandia Sports Bar. Talking about you know this this week coming up, you got C.J. Stroud on the other side. I mean, we, we're gonna. It's one thing when you see guys who played at rival colleges go up against each other. You know, with with uh, George Kittle and, and Brock Purdy. You know, they make little bets within themselves. Ohio State on Ohio State crime here, Zach. Is is Sam Hubbard ready for what for what's at stake here with Ohio State fans? I mean, you're you're going to make some people happy, but you're going to make some Ohio State fans kind of be like, man, what's going on here? You got one Ohio State guy trying to go and chase after another one. (laughs) No doubt about it. And then, you know, there's I'm sure there's going to be a significant portion of the crowd there in uh, in Cincinnati here this upcoming Sunday that are going to be, 
you know, rooting for CJ to have a good game, but not necessarily to win. But you know, as far as Sam goes, he's he's pretty locked in. You know, he's he's about as close to a robot as I've seen in real life. As far as just you know, just doing everything he needs to do to to take care of business on and off the field. And so, uh, you know, kind of knowing his personality, but also knowing that. You know, he was at, at Ohio State a little bit before CJ's time. I don't know if he knows him extremely well. So, um, you know, I don't think there's going to be any, uh, any you know, brothering out there on the field. Got to ask you this, Zach, in terms of your situation right now where you're not playing, you're at the game, how much do you get to actually be kind of a fan and just kind of take in the atmosphere like last night's crowd and everything else at Cincinnati? I mean, it's it's certainly cool. It's 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 um you know it's a unique opportunity for me to kind of take those things in a little bit more. But you know, it, it um it's it's a great environment. It really it really was a special one too last night. But you know, I've gotten to the point now where I've seen so many of those environments that it's uh, right. you know a lot of the fireworks and things like that. That not that it loses how special it is, but um, you know, I guess you're just a little less aware of what's going on around you. I was. Uh, you know, luckily had an earpiece last night, so it was kind of nice to be able to hear, you know, real time what the quarterbacks were saying, or what the uh, coaches were saying to the quarterback on the field as far as play calling goes. So it was a little easier for me to follow along there, which I thought was uh, nice. Oh, very cool. In terms of, well, what's that like? I mean, when you're on the sideline and you're listening to that, uh, you know, how much are you taking in and how much do you kind of relay from uh, people around you, the coaches, players, and everything else? Yeah, I mean, I definitely, you know, obviously taking every play call, it's nice. It really is. It's, it's, that's the best way, in my opinion, for me to watch from the sidelines is to know, you know, what's going on. It's, it's cool to be able to, you know, see the plays unfold. There's obviously a bunch of plays where there's two plays called, and then depending upon the defensive look, they can, you know, change it to one or the other. So it's cool to kind of see that unfold and see, uh, you know, what the coaches are thinking real time as far as the play calling is going. And yeah, for sure, there's a lot of people around that, that are aware that I've got the, the earpiece in, so they're eagerly uh, waiting to hear what the play call is on big downs. <laughs> Zach, different teams, but you've been a part of a couple of teams having significant runs. Uh, in, in terms of the way the Bengals are playing now, does it remind you at all of uh, kind of the run that your team had at the end of last season? Uh, where do you think that the run that you're on right now can take this team? Well, geez, hopefully, hopefully all the way. I mean, it's, it's really hard to look at this roster and, and see how we're climbing right now and, and not think that, um, you know, the, the ultimate goal, uh, you know, getting, getting to that, that big one at the end of the year is, is, mm-hmm. is attainable because I think that you definitely have the talent to do it. It's just so much of, of making sure that you stay healthy. And, you know, like we've, we've talked about on here before, and you guys have acknowledged, like, there are, there are so many different ways these seasons can go because they're so long. But, you know, teams really peak at different times. And so it's, it's going to be about holding on to that. And, uh, you know, I know the last couple of years, Cincinnati started off slow and they've kind of, you know, worked their way back into it and, and started to get more at the elite level as far as teams go, you know, headed to the playoffs. Um, scenarios. So, as long as we can hold on to it and, and keep it going, um, I, I really think that that there's a lot of potential in this group for sure. Speaking of teams wanting to get where they want to go, Michigan playing at Penn State this week, four and a half point picks on the road. That's a big one, Zach. Yeah, I mean, huge game and, and what a huge environment too. I played in 
played in at Penn State twice, and, and both times were a whiteout. So I know exactly how that environment is. I don't think this one's a whiteout, but I'm sure it'll be basically a, a whiteout. You know, nobody there's wearing blue. Everybody always wears white anyway, so I don't know why they have whiteout games. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, you know, it'll be a great environment. It'll be, you know, Michigan's really, uh, you know, for their first true, you know, big, big test. And, you know, they've been obviously tested with some big, some good Big Ten teams and things of that nature heading up to this game. But this is going to be a big one. You know, we're going to really find out a lot about about Michigan and, and if they're going to be able to get that done because Penn State has one heck of a defense. And, you know, they've got a young quarterback that's playing really well, too, and they just they just thumped Maryland on the road, so they're feeling good. And I think this is going to tell a lot about both programs. You said, uh, I think you told me once, of, of all the cold uh, environment, you know, any the the coldest wasn't a game in Happy Valley like memorable as being one of the coldest you've ever played in, Zach. Yeah, I mean it, it gets it gets pretty nippy for sure. It's it's going to be chilly, you know, no matter what the game time is. It always seems like uh, when you play there, it's cloudy. It's always overcast. You know, it's never really a sunny, nice day. I mean, even geez, I feel like when you watch them in September and they're playing, you know, a non-conference you know, non-Power 5 team, it's still just cloudy and rainy and drizzling. So, <laughs> I, you know, it could be sunny, but, you know, it, it, it should be a luxury, but I'm, I'm anticipating that that place is, is gloomy as always. So um, ball security is going to be utmost importance for sure. All right, real quick before we got to let you go. Last week you mentioned it was your nephew Blake's birthday. I'm assuming everything went well with that, right? Everything went well. Everything went great. He had a great day. And then actually, today is my mom's birthday. So happy birthday to my mom. Chris, correct? Yes. Yep, Chris. Chris Gentry, your mom. Yes. Happy birthday to her, her and her grandson. Close in uh, proximity. Maybe they can celebrate it together. But anyway, I, I you know, congratulated uh, your brother Sam. Uh, and I think it's interesting. Uh, your brother Sam, who was quite a, an athlete himself at El Dorado, played uh, at UNM as well in the football program at UNM as well. But his wife is Aaron Kirk, right? That's uh, Alex Kirk, former Lobo men's basketball player, Alex Kirk's wife or sister, right? So Sam, your brother Sam's wife is is Alex Kirk's sister, Aaron. Yes, yeah, yep. My sister in law is Aaron Kirk. So uh, yeah, this uh, this kid of theirs has uh, you know some some pretty big parents, but also <laughs> some pretty big uncles. You know, pretty pretty tall built, handsome uncles. So uh, he should be. <laughs> He should be pretty tall and handsome himself, I would imagine. I would think at family functions, you better get in line quickly uh, at the at the <laughs> the dinner table there. I mean, you and Sam, and then Alex, and of course your dad. You know, I'm sure he doesn't miss a meal either. Uh, all those fun <laughs> things, uh, family functions, right? <laughs> no doubt about it. Yeah, no doubt. It's a it's a big group. It's a big group. So we're uh, yeah, Blake. Blake's a big boy, and he's. He's eating all his food for sure, so he's he's not leaving any meat on the bone either. So, big uh, things you know, <laughs> are right. <laughs> Your nephew Blake not leaving any meat on the bone. All right. Well, hopefully the Bengals leave no meat on the bone in this next game against uh, the Texans. So, I uh, really appreciate you joining us here, Zach. And we'll, uh, like I say every week, talk to you next Monday. Thanks so much, Zach. Great. Sounds good. Thank you. 
All righty. Thank you. All right. Zach Gentry joining us every week on behalf of the Sandia Resort and Casino and the Sandia Sports Bar. All right. Coming up next, the top five. A coach was hired one month after graduating college and is already a championship winning coach. We'll tell you who that is and much more in the top five. You're listening to ESPN Radio 1017, the team.